0: I mean, you know that God don't have nothing but good thoughts towards you. Good thoughts. That's all he has is good thoughts for your life and abundant for your life. David says of being pursued by Saul many years. He knew what it was, Sister Linda Hill, to be devastated. It is believed by some of the Jewish scholars he was born illegitimate. From the scripture and psalm, I was born in iniquity and shaped in iniquity by my mother conceiving. Some things you had to, Pam and I found this out. Some things you had to search way back on some things that we thought was in there and it wasn't in there. But it's it come from the Jewish perspective. They believe that's why the father did not call Samuel, I mean call David to the anointing to be king. He didn't recognize him. They didn't recognize Jesse. They didn't want him in the book of Judges because he was born to a harlot. But God recognized him. God turned him into a mighty man of valor. Oh, and they said, you got to get out of here because of your birth. We don't want nothing to do with you. you got to leave. He said, I'll go. But he left. But they got in trouble. Listen, sometimes the people that you don't dislike, you dislike the most, can be the very people that bring the anointing back into your life and set you free. Huh? They went and got Jefferson and said, "Will you come. He said, I'll come if you'll let me be your king or your captain. He said, we'll, we'll make a deal. We'll sign a contract on that thing. And I tell you, he, he was victorious. God wants every child he has victorious. I'm going to share with this for long. God wants you wealthy physically, financially, and in your health. I'll give you scripture for it. David said, is anybody out there that I can show some kindness to? Brother Melvin, he knew what it was to be in the Philistine enemy camp, spittle on his beard and act like he was crazy because he knew they wouldn't kill a crazy guy. He wanted to save his life. But he, he just at that way. But all of a sudden, something changes. I believe in my heart this morning, God is telling us, suddenly something can change in your life. Suddenly can change before you go home. Someone was telling me the other day they listened to John Hagee preach. And he said the Lord could come before I get through this preaching because he's going to come suddenly. I feel anointing this week. I feel anointing in the Lord and the good thing is, is there anybody out there that I can show kindness to today. How many of you don't have to raise your hand or anything, but how many of you would like for the Lord to really show you some kindness today? To really bless your life in abundance today. Amen. Really overwhelm your life like you've never thought could happen before. Praise God. Hallelujah. Wonderful thing. Is there anyone out there that I can show kindness? Is the cry of Jesus Christ. David is a symbol of Jesus Christ. He comes after the lineage of David. Book of Acts says, I will build, rebuild. The tabernacle of David. He didn't say I've revealed the tabernacle of Moses, but I've revealed the tabernacle of David. Because in David's tabernacle, Brother Melvin, everybody was welcome. How many you know you're welcome regardless of the condition of your life and what you're going through? You're welcome in the tabernacle of the living God. He's a healer there. Somebody ought to shout, the healer's inside me. The healer's in my mind. The healer's in my body. The healer's in my finances. Well, you're gonna have the poor with you always. The poor having trouble, but God wants you to come out of trouble and have a blessings in life. I want to title this this morning: Is anyone out there that I can show some kindness to? Is there anyone out there you're distressed, you're discomforted, and you needed some kindness to be shown to you? Jacob was left alone. If you feel alone, but I want you to know you're not alone. Huh? Sister Madeline Ragsville got out and prayed one time when CEO passed away. Said, Lord, I'm all alone. I got nobody no more. He said, Madeline, you're not alone. You got me that lifted her spirits. I tell you, he knows how to lift your spirits when nothing else will. Just one word from the Lord can lift your spirits. One word from the Lord can heal your body. One word from the Lord can heal your finances. Just, just one word from God. And Jacob was all alone distressed. He'd got a lot of wealth now, but he wasn't happy. He wasn't where he needed to be with God. He was all alone. God does the initiation. No man has ever come to God except he's drawn by the Spirit. If you need a relationship renewed, you can get it from God anytime time and right now. He wants to restore you. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Jacob has wrestled with the Lord all night long. Don't give up when you're wrestling with the Lord. Don't give up. And the Lord came down. In the Old Testament, when it means the angel of the Lord came, means Jesus Christ of Nazareth came there. Jesus was wrestling with him. But all of a sudden, whew, mm, the angel said, I got to go. He said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. Maybe sometime you need to get out of your bed all night long. And you wrestle with the Lord, but you're not alone. You're not alone. If you're wrestling on your bed, you're not alone. I want to encourage you, don't give up. Hold on. Jacob held on. He held on. Your breakthrough is right before you break up, right before you give up. So don't give up. And all of a sudden, somebody ought to say, brokenness is good for me. I know you're not going to say that because I just know people... So many years, that they, they dislike brokenness because they don't understand brokenness. He was so broken. And the angel of the Lord, Jesus Christ, touched his thigh and crippled him for the rest of his life. The thigh means the strength of a human being. That's where the strength is. And not only that, when David went to the battle, he told David, said, I want you to hamstring every horse that you take captive. In other words, you make them unable to be worked anymore. You say, well, that's horrible. He did that to tell them, I don't want you to trust in the strength of a man or in the strength of a horse. I want you to trust in me. I want you to realize I am the only one can bless you, and I'm willing to bless you right now. Instantly right now, I'm willing to bless you. I'm eager to bless you, David says. Is there anyone out there? And when brokenness came, name came, changed. Every time you're broken and you press through, you move up to another elevation, another revelation. But the devil don't want you to get that. But what a revelation he got from God. What about Joshua? Joshua, he was discontent. We're not the only one that fights battles. He was discontent. He saw this man had a sword drawn, and he said, Are you for us, or are you against us? He said, I'm not neither one. I'm not for you, and I'm not against you. <laughs> I'm the Lord of hosts, meaning Jesus Christ. He was but He said, Well, Jesus wasn't born. Even the Jews didn't know that. When he told them, he said, before Abraham was, I was, or I am. And they said, you're not 50 years raised. How can you be before them? He was before the foundation of the world. So there he is talking to Joshua. And I want to share something with you, what he told Joshua in this condition, just what he told him. And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have. I'm not going to. I'm not about to. I have delivered Jericho into your hands. How many believe that God has delivered what you need into your hand? The Lord of hosts is speaking. I have delivered you, unto you, what you need. I've delivered it. I'm amazed at reading the Word of God. How many times it mentioned by faith, by faith, by faith? I believe this city has been delivered to us by God. I believe the word of God in what it says. I believe that God supply all of your needs. I read the other day where Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This other translation says it's this way. Paul says, I do all things through Christ who strengthens me because it's not our strength it's his strength that strengthens us oh what a wonderful thing that God has planned for us David said is there anyone yet out there that I can be a blessing to isn't that wonderful And he says I got so many thoughts toward David said he thought so many good things to me when you're in your worst condition I tell you God is thinking good thoughts toward you good things happening in your life And y'all know the story of Joshua. But something else about David, from the time he was anointed king, the Bible said the Spirit of the Lord remained on him all of his life until he died. And another thing about David, from the book, from Abraham till David, he conquered more enemies, more countries, more nations than all of them together, David I mean, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, or Joshua in the book of Judges, because if he obeyed Psalms 2 and 8. Ask of me, and I will give you nations. Can I encourage you to this morning, change your asking to big things. Ask big things. You have not because you ask not. I want you to ask for big things from God and watch God do something miraculous in your life when you ask big things from God. David said <clears throat> to these mighty men, abundance. How I many believe it. God wants you to have abundance? He wants you to have abundance. abundance. And we find in 2 Samuel 97, said, I will restore you all the land, Saul, thy father, and thou shalt have bread. And thou shalt eat at my table. All the days of your life. I mean, you, know, you got a promise from God. You're going to eat at God's table all the days of your life in abundance. It's going to be abundance on that table. I don't won't go into what Saul, not Solomon's table had on it. <clears throat> a guy told me one time, said, one day I'm going to go to Bryce's, and I'm going to go down that dessert line, and I'm going to get as much as I can on that tray. Huh? When Holly was young, we went in there one day with them. She looked around. She said, y'all come in the old folks home. But I want you to know if that was the old folks home, it was a bundle of table spread that you could get whatever you need Listen, God has everything we need on his table right now in abundance. All you got to do is come and sit down and eat because God has already prepared it. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to shout hallelujah. The Bible wants to deliver us from dead works. You say, Brother Billy, what is dead work? Trying to do things that we can't do that only God can do. He said, I want you to come away from that dead works. And I want you to come and sit at my table and eat at my table. Rest the days of your life in abundance. Amen. You ought to shout abundance health, abundance peace, abundance gladness, and abundance of laughter and abundance of joy. Well, Brother Billy, I just can't do that. You can with the Holy Ghost, didn't you? Abundance. He's promised us abundance. Abundance. We're to have abundance. There's many, many scriptures in there that cause us to have abundance. 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 We find that David finally, someone coming to him said, There's one man left Mephibosheth. He's a crippled. I want you to think about a cripple with somebody with crutches. I want you to think about crippled in your spirit, crippled in your mind. You're crippled because of loss of something. you just your mentality is crippled. How many when Brother Sam preached the message, I don't know, a year or two, a couple of years ago, y'all y'all remember this? Right over here, I had a big table set up, had that big whip, Brother Melvin. Y'all remember that? How many remember that? He walked up there and kicked that table. Y'all remember they just kicked that table and that stuff went everywhere. He began to pop that whip, cleaning the house. What Jesus is doing is cleaning the tabernacle. I am his tabernacle. You are his tabernacle. He wants to come in my life and your life. Anything that's in there hindering him from being a true God to you, he's going to drive that out. You don't have to drive it out. You need to say, I can't do it. He says, I'll do it for you. I am the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You're sitting in my table. That's what they represent. Going to drive out everything in that house and turn it over does not represent him. You have to get rid of it. How many know what the first sin of the first church was? The book of Acts. What's the first sin? The first sin. When Ananias came and Peter, by the sermon of the Spirit, said, Ananias, is that all you got? I want to see the, all the gifts of the Spirit operate in the church. That might be dangerous. When Peter said, is that all? He said, yes, that all. That, that's all I sold that land for. That's all I sold it for. Peter says, you're not lying to me. You're lying to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> You've you, you, you done told a lie to the Holy Ghost. He said, that's not all you sold it for. It was yours. You could do whatever you wanted to with it. But here you come in here saying that's all. We have to be careful when we're talking to God and make sure we're telling the truth. Nothing but the truth, the whole truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. God wants you blessed beyond what we can ever imagine. You can't imagine. I don't, what I well the Bible says, not enter in the hearts of man what God has in store for them. Oh, won't we have a time when we get over yonder? Walk on streets of gold. I, I tell you, God wants you to have a good time here. Now that, that Bible's full of that. Well, you you if you got to be poor to be humble. That, that, that's not in the Bible. You got to have a poor spirit. Prefer others before yourself. Be a blessing to others. And God will bless you abundantly. If there's abundance of blessings is going to really be released in the church. For the good things of God. And David said. They said but he's a cripple. He's in a cave. David knew what it was to live in a cave. Huh? Anybody in here knows what it is to live in a cave? I only been in a cave one time in my life. One time. It might have been when Brother Mevin and us went to. Silver Dollar City. Walked down there and that water was dripping down and all them old things. And we went way on, way on down there. Finally, we got on that train and that thing started coming up out of there. And I said, Lord, if this thing makes it to the top, I will never be back down in here again. I will never go in a cave again. I'm not talking about a natural cave. I'm talking about a mental cave where you're entrapped and where you can't get out. You feel like everything's against you. It. it is. That's why David eventually had to get out of the cave because he was trapped in that cave. It's bad to be in the cave because that's where your enemy has got you hemmed up. God wants you to come out of the cave. Amen. I heard a message one time of Brother J.T. He was the general superintendent, I think, of the United Pentecostal Organization in Texas. said, I'm going to show you stars you ain't never seen before. He told Abraham, he said, You got to get out of your tent to see what I got to do. How many know you're going to have to get out and look up? He said, Now I want you to look up and see what I got in store for you. Then he told him, He said, Now I want you to look. It's the sand. That's how I'm going to bless you naturally, but I'm going to bless you spiritually. If you can look up and see. If you can see it, I can give it. So David sends this man, I'm glad that Ken can't pronounce words. There's two of us in the same pod. But I think his name, I asked Peg about this. I think it's Ziba. He said, here's Ziba. said, uh, David said, send the servant down there to get Mephibosheth. How many glad that the Lord sent the Holy Ghost down to your house one day to get you? Huh? When I got into church, I was not interested in God. But he sent something to my life that changed my life forever. He said, I want you to go down there and get him. But chef has done got to the place that he said, I am nothing but a dog. But I tell you, this dog is coming home. He's coming in the king's church. Oh, he's going to sit at the head of the table. He's going to live and eat in abundance all the days of his life. You say, well, that was him. But it has spiritual meanings. it got a spiritual meaning. It's written for our example. It's written for us to follow. It's written for them to be our guideline. And David told him, said, now listen. You can eat right here the rest of the days of your life. I have to get on Peggy every once in a while when we have all the family over. She wants to serve them all. And I try to say, you sit down and let them serve you. You, 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 you need to be served. She, she won't do it. She won't obey me. But anyhow, God wants to serve you with the best that he has. He said, now, Chef, this is your chair right here at the head of the table. When I was a kid coming up, I don't know about nobody else. We had these benches. I, I don't want to cross the shoulders nobody. I don't like benches. I don't like them thing. where you crawl over and get your legs over in there, you know. But you had benches, and had one chair at this end and one chair at that other end, and that chair on that end was what? Huh? One of them was your daddy and one of them was your mama. And you didn't go park in there. You knew better to sit down there because... They were the head of the table, head of the house. But David said, listen, from now on you'll sit at the head of my table in abundance, and you'll not have to worry about, who." hallelujah. My days of chicken is over with if I have to dress one again. No more. But, David, Chef, you're not going to have to do anything. All you're going to have to do is sit here and eat in abundance. Just eat in abundance, and he said. Furthermore, Ziba, he got fifteen sons, and not only that, he's got twenty servants. From this day forward, they're gonna work your field for you, and they're gonna give you the benefit from that field. How many of you know that God has got benefits for others that we had never yet received? He has abundance for us that people is working for us and we don't even know it yet. Angels are working for us. Things are working for us. Abundance is working in our lives. Abundance. Abundance of good things happening in our lives. Abundance. Abundance. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God. I'm going to close on this. It said the Corinthian church in the book of Corinthians had more spiritual gifts to celebrate of being a blessing, large measure of the Spirit of God, and converting more sinners with miraculous gifts. Only the Spirit of God can draw people to Him. The Spirit wants to teach us. He is the best teacher there is. He's with you always. He can teach you at home. He can teach you on the job. Y'all remember Brother Clyde's story about the wheel on the tractor? How many remember that? Oh, I remember him telling that. It that stuck in my... Yeah, I got it in here. He just gave out. How many know that sometimes we're working ourselves to a frazzle and giving out, and when God does not intend for that to happen, He does not intend for that to happen. It displeases Him. And finally, Brother Clyde sat back and told him, said, I just can't do that. You're going to have to help me. Sister Sue, I'd like to sing that. I I tell you, that would have been an awesome sight to see, to see that tar just raise up and jump back on there. You say, well, I I don't know who I believe, then you won't never really be seeing much of a miracle from God. God wants to bless you like you've never known before, spiritually, mentally, physically, and financially. Financially. Thank God for people that are supporting the work of God and doing the things of God. I just appreciate it so much. I am looking for greater and bigger things. I watched a little clip of the day and they interviewed The Rock. He's a world famous wrestler has reached the top of the pinnacle. Not only that, he's become a real popular movie star. And not only that, he's just been appointed to some organization, a big position in that. And they was asking him about it. He's reached the pinnacle in all of this. He said, I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed. I appreciate it, but there's other mountains to climb. I'm going to be looking for other mountains to conquer. Don't be satisfied where you are. God has something greater for your life, greater in abundance for your life. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. How many have ever heard of Michael Jordan? I walked by stand the other day, and there's a picture on that magazine, and I bought that thing, carried it home, and read it. At a very young age, he broke the bones in his ankle. Three major bone specialists told him, it'll be months before you can play again if you ever play. He cried. After many months gone by, he said, I'm going to play. They said, if you play, you'll probably never play again. That's how bad it is. He said, I am going to play. Oh, church, when we make up our mind, and God, is far as Brother Don, there's nothing in this world can be forgiven. When we make up our mind, I am going to trust in God, regardless of what the evidence of the world says, I am going to put my confidence and trust in God. You ought to read about what he's accomplished. But if he had listened to them, he probably never would have played again. But I want you to know God wants you to play. God wants you to win. He doesn't want you to be a loser. He wants you to be a winner in the kingdom of God and in this natural world. Amen. God bless you for being here today. You're going to have a breakthrough. A breakthrough. It's already planned for your life. It's a breakthrough. God bless you.